Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to episode number 21 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I'm John. Joining me, as always, is Mo. Hey, everybody. And George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? We are just preparing, as we record this, to head down to Megacon. We'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show. That is going to be a lot of fun. All three of us in the same place for four days. We're either going to have a hell of a good time or kill one another. <laughs> I don't know which one it is, but concentrated Gen X Grown Up activities going on there. Before we get into that, though... My favorite part of the show, as always, is getting to some fourth listener email. We love our fourth listener. Yeah, for sure. The first email this episode comes from listener Lefty Limbo. <laughs> like the name. <laughs> right. <laughs> he says, I streamed your podcasts all last week and it keeps getting better and better. Thanks, man. Oh, wow. Keep up the great work. It's a relief to know there's still some Gen Xers out there who can geek out endlessly in all things 70s and 80s. He's not wrong about that. <laughs> he goes on to say, so after hearing a lot about the Life is Strange game, he decided to check it out. Uh, he checked out the trailer for episode one, and it's as atmospheric and thought-provoking as he expected. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. He says, I'm definitely going to give it a try. In the meantime, I was wondering if you guys have ever played Limbo or Inside from Play Dead Games. Oh, absolutely. How about you guys? Yeah, oh, yeah. Limbo, I mean, that was one of those games that it's kind of defined its own genre now there are other games out there that you say you know like hey this game is like limbo and then people jump on board immediately because <laughs> mm-hmm. they know yeah it was like super uh like atmospheric it was like really yeah. minimalist like this almost black and white mostly it was really creative as hell though it was creepy it had that weird soundtrack yeah. and everything with it <laughs> and super brutal oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> i've never felt so squeamish at seeing black blood that was I yeah mean, and as a follow-up, I, I have played Inside. Have you guys played that one? No, I hadn't heard about that game. Now that Lefty Limbo, you know, submitted it to us, mm-hmm. I'll probably go out there and take a look at that one soon. Yeah, you played Inside, didn't you, Mo? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Inside is... Oh, it's... I would argue... So someone would look at that and go, oh, it's Limbo-like. It's from the same developer. It's Limbo Square. It's a little less minimalist. It's a little more, but it's still like silhouette, puzzly, brutal. Plus, it's got a crazy twist at the end, which blew me away. Oh, see, I haven't <laughs> finished it yet, so... I'm, okay, I'll have to, oh, I'll have to you get have back it. to All it. right, well, I won't talk about the crazy twist. It's one of those where you go looking online and going, ending of inside explained. Like, people have to tell you what the hell it meant. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we've definitely played those, and uh, good recommendations from Lefty Limbo. Uh, he wraps up saying, looking forward to more episodes. Thanks for all your effort and entertainment. Have a bitchin' summer. Lefty Limbo. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the email, man. We love hearing from our fourth yeah, listener, as you. you know. Uh, so thanks for writing in. Good recommendations, too, for anybody uh, that has not played those. A quick update on a contest we've been running for the last several weeks, uh, driving more subscribers to our YouTube channel. And George, you set that up for us, right? Yeah, we used a new tool that, well, not a new tool. It's a tool that's probably old to everybody else on the planet, except for Gen X grownups like ourselves. <laughs> it's new to us. <laughs> new to us. It was called Gleam, and I had seen it used in a couple of different instances for subscriptions and different contests and things. So I thought, well, why don't go take a chance and give it a try? We did. We had a moderate success with it, I would say. We got some new subscribers, sure. which was all I sure really we cared about. Yeah. We yep. spread yep. the Gen X grown-up gospel, so to speak. And what I was really interested to see were some of the response questions where I asked things like, how do you Gen X grown-up? Like, in other words, where do you receive our content, YouTube or podcast or our webpage or things like that? 
like that. Seeing some of oh, those wow. responses was kind of fun. And we have a winner. Would you like to do the honors? Me? Do the honors for the winner? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay, well, uh, I'm assuming there'll be like an ethereal drum roll behind me when I say this. <laughs> The winner of the Gen X Grown Up Mystery Box Subscriber Contest was Sarah Peace from Ohio. Hey, congratulations, Sarah. We will be sending out your mystery box shortly. Thank you to you and to everyone else who uh, entered the contest. So uh, we'll be having another one, I'm sure, before too long. Yeah, we'll do something. (laughs) He's chasing Cobra in a desperate race. Soaring and diving in a great sky chase. You did, Joe. G.I. Joe Falcon Glider and Cobra Viper Glider sold separately. Figures included from Hasbro. And welcome to a promotional ad for the Fistbird Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And we're the only podcast... No, we're not really the only podcast. There's a bunch of podcasts and the exact same stuff we do. We just think we do it a whole lot better. Sure. Sure. Because we have that kind of ego. So if you like pop culture references, movie talk, comic book talk, TV talk, news of the weird, news of the weird, we're the show for you. You can find us on Stitcher iTunes or Apple, whatever the hell it's called now, and most other podcatching devices or apps. Sure. So look us up, give us a listen. We're the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast, and we appreciate your support. Peace. All right, guys, one of our favorite categories up on the block next, we're going to talk about media. All that stuff we love watching and listening to. That's right. Now, John, I know that you consume a great <sighs> amount of media. Yeah. Which one do you want to jump off with first? Because I'm sure you've got more than one today. I'm going to talk about one that I've talked about before on the show. I'm going to talk about Timeless, that amazing uh, show. Oh, yeah. Yep. Good show. It just got it got so much better the second season, I thought. If you don't watch Timeless and you're listening, just a quick refresh. The, you know, Timeless in 30 seconds. It's a time travel show. It had a, a really cool first season and got canceled. And like three or four days later, it got picked up again. They said, oh, we see <laughs> the error of our ways. There was a huge <laughs> yeah. campaign because it just had so much potential. True to form, proving us all right. As Mo said, that second season has been amazing. It just yeah. keeps getting good. better. Yeah. Oh, they. I mean, I like Timeless not as much as you did, but, but yep. this one's definitely hooked me pretty hard. I'm glad. Yeah. I know that a few people listening to the show have said we started watching because of you, and I'm glad more people should see it. Yeah, so it doesn't get canceled. <laughs> right. No kidding. Right. <laughs> so the second season ended, and I'm not going to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it yet, but oh my God. Oh, I know. If I said it keeps getting better, I'm going to say it gets better and better and gets horribly worse and better again and then leaves me with the cliffhanger. That's perfect then. How could you ask for anything more? I, I couldn't. But it's a cliffhanger that you you really want to like get to that next episode which is what a cliffhanger should do, right? <laughs> it's like the best of both worlds part one. It's that kind yeah. of cliffhanger. Like, like yeah. are you kidding me? Type of thing. Yeah. Right? Oh my lord. It's, it's, it's it, Yeah. And also the twist they did at the end of the last episode uh, again, no details, but it was like not what I was expecting. No, I, mean, it, I was like, "What the hell?" It fits. It was appropriate, oh, yeah. but it was a surprise. The point is, I want to make sure there's awareness of timeless. If you're watching it, be sure that you are logging that you're watching it, and you know, watching it live when possible. Or if you have one of those stupid Nielsen boxes that you log that you watched it seven times, <laughs> this show deserves to be picked up again. And we're getting into that realm where not all shows are guaranteed. This show was already canceled once and resurrected. Oh yeah, so. It's probably on the bubble. We don't know yet. There's no news yet, so hopefully we'll get, find something out soon. And that's not the only show that's kind of on the bubble, Mo. I mean, there are a lot of shows that uh, got the surprising acts. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, this is that time of year where, like, new 
shows come in and, you know, you get the news about what shows are getting canceled. A couple things I saw in that list, I mean, were best, definitely like no surprise, like Inhumans did, got canceled. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that was canceled before it aired. <laughs> you know, no, no big surprise there. Brooklyn Nine-Nine got canceled, though. Oh, really? Okay. It got picked up again. By another network. It did. Oh. Yeah. It got picked up by ABC. Got the Supergirl treatment. It was canceled yeah. and then somebody then else moved. picked it up. Yeah. So that was kind of crazy. I don't know if you guys are fans of like Lucifer or that show got canceled. Yep. That one's gone too. Yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't watched any of it, but I planned on it. Now that it's canceled, I can go back and binge it. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> There's now an end. It's not like this wide open infinite thing. There's a finite right. ending, right? One I'm particularly upset about is The Expanse. That's that one on sci-fi. What? Yeah. The Expanse got canceled? Got canceled. It did. It got canceled. Oh. We talked about that just last episode. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting to watch the whole season at once. Damn it. Now, I've got a feeling Expanse is good enough that I bet you somebody else picks that up. Oh, yeah. And there's already a big uh, internet campaign to keep it going. But um, 12 Monkeys got canceled? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I stopped watching that a while back, but I really enjoyed it. I watched a little bit of right. it. Yep. Yep. Well, th- that's exactly why it got canceled, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're like the target audience for it. And we're like, nah, there's other stuff out there. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, this is such a good era of good television that you kind of have to stand out to to make it on the docket. Yeah, you really do. You know, there's some things like you're talking about 12 Monkeys. That's kind of one of those movies that it didn't need any expansion. It didn't need a TV show to go back into it. As far as I was concerned, it was a great story. It was encapsulated. You told the the whole story, you mean? Yeah, I didn't need any more to it. Unlike Firefly assholes at Fox. Yeah, easy, easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, needed all breathe. kinds of expansion. <laughs> and then there's new shows that are cropping up. And I, I've seen a short list of new shows and I'm like, they really have run out of freaking ideas. Yeah. Magna P.I. is coming back. Yeah. No. Murphy oh, Brown really? is coming Murphy back. Brown oh, is coming come back. on. I, I guess they're just afraid of spending money on unknown quantities. I can't believe the lack of creativity. Maybe some of the creative shows are going to these other places that that are not, you know, network TV channels. I mean, that's you know, a good point. YouTube Red that's picking up yeah. things like yeah. Lifeline. Mm-hmm. And then we just all watched Cobra Kai. That yep. would yep. have never got picked up on network, but it's a huge good success point. for them. And it got renewed. It's going to have a second season. Yes. That's been that's official. Right. Yep. George, you were proselytizing Cobra Kai last time. Yeah. Absolutely. I told and Mo and I it. both watched the whole thing. <laughs> you were spot on. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you might have sold it short. It might have been better than you said it was. It, I really enjoyed it. It was yeah. really good. And, you know, there's. it's not that these networks are running out of ideas for new shows, so they're going back to their retreads. Maybe it's just that all the other people out there that own different media places to consume are grabbing the ideas before these people do and they're putting out a whole season in one day so <laughs> you know screw the networks as far as i'm concerned we're cutting the cord on both sides that way the, you the guys it. who are yeah. creating the content are cutting the network cord and we're cutting the network cord on this side good on them survival of the fittest yeah we're the show i want to bring up because george i think you brought this show up before is deception yeah i love deception canceled no <laughs> <laughs> damn it it's doggy dog out there it's uh, one and done that was it's such like a quality doesn't show. matter <sighs> i mean i'm not gonna to say that it's a it's not a firefly letdown but mm-hmm. i enjoyed that show it's one that yeah. i would love for it to get picked up by you know a youtube or a hulu or 
somebody else out there. Maybe it didn't belong on wherever it was. I don't even know where the hell it was at. I was just downloading <laughs> watching, so I don't know. Yeah, Designated Survivor. Another yeah. great series. That one's dead. That's yeah, canceled? That surprised yeah, me. Yeah, the Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, that one's kind of starting to run its course a little bit. It's like, I love that show, but, you know, it's kind of like, okay, every week, what's the new emergency? Why, why yeah. can't we just have a week where the president just gets to go play golf at Camp David or something? Oh, well, yeah. that's not realistic. A president would never have time to play golf. Yeah, re- oh. in real life. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> fake news. That's not fake news. <laughs> hey, one thing that I think we all can be happy about is that Celebrity Family Feud has been renewed. Oh, was that <laughs> even a heavens. thing? Really? <laughs> I never heard of it, to be honest. So those are shows that got canceled, got picked up, but there's one that is just pissing me off. Uh-oh. Three times we have tried this now. Mm-hmm. There was another pilot ordered for The Greatest American Hero. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was. I know I was just bitching about retreads and re- redoing shows. Uh, this is a really smart approach on The Greatest American Hero that I was really looking forward to. So they had uh, Hannah Simone, who was going to play the oh, girl who got the suit. Yeah. Oh, uh, she was in New Girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, it was going to be a comedy. Uh, well, a com- dramedy, com- you know, comedy drama. It wasn't going to be the whole so slapstick. And there was a lot of detail. I won't go into all of it, but it was supposed to be a lot more focused on it's a millennial standpoint. So she's a young woman who kind of like doesn't have any direction in her life because she's a millennial and has trouble, you know, in the job market and has trouble finding where she belongs in the world and getting this super suit was not only, of course, she had to deal with the fact she has this suit and responsibility, but she's learning responsibility as a millennial where she fits in the world as she's learning how this super suit, she has responsibility to everyone having this power. And I thought that was a really cool kind of analogy and take on The Greatest American Hero that the original series, it just kind of, you know, became a slapstick bad guy of the week thing. And I'm really disappointed that they didn't pick this up. Yeah, that's a damn shame. Maybe we'll get lucky. And since the pilot's been put together, maybe they can shop it around to one of these other media outlets and maybe somebody will grab it. That would be amazing. You know, anybody out there listening, I know we have a ton of influence out there in Hollywood. (laughs) We have a reach throughout (laughs) all of the media conglomerates. You know, Hulu, whoever, you know, I forgot. Who's the guy that's running Hulu now? It's got to be one of our followers anyway <laughs> oh, <there he> <laughs> this, this feels like it's tailor-made for your service out there at hulu youtube red i could see that yeah i can see youtube red picking this up so i'm hoping it actually does air and it gets a little traction i'm holding out ask, hope you're talking like you've seen this did you get a sneak peek at this trailer thing no I, I have just pilot? read and read and read and read uh, everything okay. that i can find because i'm so like interested Weird Al when he was looking at saga one yes yep exactly <laughs> right yeah just digging in like that so i'm holding out hope i'm not super optimistic but i think there there's still some meat on the bones of the greatest american hero because that ended prematurely yeah. and was run into the ground when it first aired turning into a right. kitty show there's a lot more to it i'm hoping to see that yep that's it for kind of tv stuff and it's worth talking about probably the biggest thing in the theaters as we record mm-hmm. and that is deadpool, deadpool. Two. <laughs> Dos. yes deadpool absolutely i know that you guys always ask me to hold off to the end i'm not holding off on this one no absolutely my favorite superhero film possibly of all time was the first deadpool or the second deadpool no this this deadpool this oh, one really okay. yes oh yeah. no huh. oh i loved 
this Deadpool. I enjoyed every bit of it. I loved all the tongue-in-cheek fourth wall breaks. I don't care if I spoil anything for anybody. Probably <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the film were the credit scenes at the end. Finally, oh, somebody did the credit scenes in a way <laughs> that didn't need to service anything in the future. It's just have but fun. made so much sense and had so yeah. much fun. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I was cracking up. I was uh, doing a lot of laughing out loud during this movie. I mean, it was just... <laughs> sure. Everybody was in the theater that I went to. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think so. Uh, I've seen it twice now, oddly enough. Oh, I went wow. and saw it Thursday night on the, the Super Duper Early, which I think yep. it broke records for, for a Thursday opening, actually. Oh, did it really? I think okay. it did. Yeah, it's right, right. I read something. And after seeing it the first time, Mo, who hadn't seen it, he texted me and said he knew I went. He says, how was it? And I said, more of the same, maybe more than that, you know? <laughs> Essentially, yeah. okay. it's kind of like a dead continuation of and it, everything that they already kind of did. They amped up like one little notch. Yeah. But not in a bad way. It's like it's a little more heart. It's a little more humor. It's a little more character. I think I have to agree with you, George. It's it, If you enjoyed the first one at all, this one's a home run. Oh, yeah, for sure. One thing that's awesome about the Deadpool films, I still love them, are the out-of-context references that they let Ryan Reynolds throw. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think half of those are written. He just He's the type of actor. He probably comes up with some of that stuff on his own, but yeah. he's sitting there, he's yelling at Cable, and he's like, what's up, Thanos? Yeah. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, that's funny. I'm like, it's just he's throwaway stuff. stuff. You're yeah. so dark. Are you sure you're not from the, the DC, DC universe? universe? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just some brilliant one-liners. You know, even if you, for whatever reason, if you're like Mo and you're trying to hold your onto your ducats until Solo, a Star Wars flop comes out... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Deadpool it, is on track to beat the Last Avengers movie for opening weekend. You know, I it might. And that was one thing. Remember when we were setting up the contest that we're doing? I was saying that it has an outside shot to beat Avengers. And everybody's like, oh, no, it probably will get beat. But, man, it was the original film, the largest grossing R-rated film of all time. Mm -hmm. I don't doubt that yep. this one won't kill it in those yeah. stats. So. You know, at the time of recording, it's actually ahead in the Rotten Tomato score, too. It's no way. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's one wow. point. When I last Ooh. looked, it was a point ahead. Yep. We'll Man. see. And that's with a lot fewer characters. I wonder how that'll play then. Yeah. I don't remember what my choices were in the contest now. <laughs> we can shake it up. I can edit them. <laughs> <laughs> Odds are I'm going to see it a third time. It was a lot of fun because yeah. I have I went and saw it with my wife and then I went and saw it with Mo. And then my daughter says, I want to see it. I'm like, I had no idea you cared. She's like, yeah, I don't care about the superhero movies, but I like Deadpool. Right. I think that's why yeah. it's doing so well. The broad appeal. Yeah, oh, that's for sure. After I saw the movie, I was like telling John, I was like, you know, I says, there is so much going on in this that I could see this again and see a whole bunch of new things because yeah. there's all these little that's details true. that yep. I just like, I knew I missed because I was focused on something else, but I'm definitely going to see this one again. Actually, I've got tickets for next Tuesday, so I'm definitely going <laughs> to. Yeah, I think so too. I'll go see it at the little $5 Tuesday thing a couple of weeks in a row now, I think. So thumbs up all the way around from Gen yes. X grownups. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if we tried to spoil it, we couldn't. There's so much cool detail in it. I know. It's it's worth seeing and reseeing. Yeah. Yeah, I think we could probably talk about it and you would see it and still see 20 <laughs> things we didn't talk about yeah 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 no, it's, it definitely go see it it's well worth it i don't care if it puts me out of the running because it beats avenger in the <laughs> box officer rotten tomato score i i just it was worth film. it worth those rolls of quarters just to have Absolutely. that film <laughs> yeah no it was totally worth it tonight on different strokes will willis be voted prom queen then on jennifer slept here jennifer says yes to an old flame but will she say i do be there could you use a helping hand on your next electronics project? Quad Hands is the ultimate third hand helping hands vice and hobby station. 
The first thing you'll notice is how heavy a quad hands is. It's made from solid steel and then coated with a baked on powder coat for a durable finish. And the rubber feet are going to keep it from sliding on your bench and give you a nice sturdy work surface. Those flexible all metal gooseneck arms feature rotating alligator clips to hold your boards and wires firmly in place. And removable silicone covers come pre-installed on those clips to protect those delicate wires and boards. And those arms can be put anywhere you need them. No fumbling around with awkward joints that are difficult to position. The quad hands was designed to help you do your best work. It's built to last right here in the USA and backed by a lifetime guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Order yours today from Amazon or quadhands.com. Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners can save 20%. Just use offer code 20 GenXUP. That's 20GENXUP. For your next project, let a quad hands hold what your hands create. I know that we're all fans of any kind of new technology, right? Whether it's internet, software, games, toys, whatever. Yep, can't get enough. Yep. George, I know you got something new going on, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it. again, it's new to me because I'm a Gen X grown up and I'm old as hell. So it takes <laughs> us a while to find some of this stuff out there on the interwebs. I found an app that I like. Now, everybody out there knows that I like to collect comics. We do the Comic Sans show here. And mm-hmm. I'm always having trouble figuring out when I go to a convention... Like, I'll see a comic, right? And it's from a series that I like, say Teen Titans or New Teen Titans or Tales of Teen Titans. My Little Pony. My Little Pony, right. Teen Titans. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see a book and I'm like, oh, I don't think I have that. And I'll look up in my CLZ app. Nope, Mm -hmm. I don't have that issue. And I'll see a price on it. And it'll be like, eh, 20 bucks. Well, there's a couple of websites I can go to and I can kind of see, okay, in this condition, it's worth maybe 10 and that condition, it's worth 15 or something like that. But I'm never sure if it's an issue that means anything to the series or might mean something in the future. For instance, nobody thought about a certain book whenever Deadpool was first put out. He came out in somebody else's book. I forgot what it was. The listeners out there, I'm sure they're screaming their heads off right now. X-Force, I think <laughs> Yeah, it is. one of the X-Force books. I think it was X-Force 98, maybe? It was in my comic collection know. that they gave my daughter. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> she pointed that out <laughs> to me immediately. <laughs> so I found a new app called Key Collector. It's an Android app. I don't know if they have it for iOS, but there's a good chance that it's out there. You put in a title... Uh, like a series or anything like that. Or you can search for a character or you can do a detailed search where you type in even more. When you're searching for a character or a title, it pops up, you go into the list and it tells you, okay, for like 100 bullets, there's one key issue, number one. And it's because it's the first appearance of Dizzy Cordova and Agent Graves. Okay, great. Oh, so you're finding the significance. Of, the significance. Oh, like where did he first do this? Where did he meet this person? Exactly. Oh, okay. So like for Adventure Comics, which that's obviously the big DC run, there's like a hundred issues that he has listed as key comics wow. in that series. I'm scrolling right now as we talk on my phone and I'm just getting out of the A's. <laughs> I mean, that must be one hell of a database. It's incredible. I mean, and some of them yeah. only have like one thing, you know, probably the first issue, right? Yeah. It's the first appearance of, right? Yeah. Like, all right, here's a uh, Bobby Benson's B bar B riders, something from 1950. It looks like a cowboy Western book. Mm-hmm. The number one is a key appearance because it's the first appearance of the well, lemonade kid. Of course. Bobby Benson's B. Barbie Riders. Come on, George. <laughs> I'm seriously. <laughs> Who doesn't know? Yeah, really. Barbie Barbosa's big balls of something. I don't know. <laughs> well, and like, I've already so, forgotten the name of it. <laughs> so like here's number like number nine. Early cover art by Frank Frazetta. 
He probably oh, wow. a very gifted artist or something like that. Oh, Frank Frazetta? Oh my God, he did all that like Conan the Barbarian, the old you know the pictures with him, the axe and the, oh that, right right right. Yeah, I knew that name sound familiar. Yep. Yeah. When I'm looking at this app, not only does it tell you why this issue is key, but then it also says, okay, well here are the prices to look for. When it's in low grade, it's worth about thirty five dollars. When it's a medium grade, a hundred dollars. When it's in high grade, it's worth $335. And this is an app? It's an app, and it's really fast. It loads super quick. So when I'm out there at a convention, now I can type in the series that I'm looking at and say, well, this book is a key issue, and when it's in low grade, it's only worth $10. So no, I'll offer you $10 for that book, not $20. Mm -hmm. And it's totally free. You just sign in with an email or Facebook or anything like that. And it even saves, like, when you own a key issue, you can say, I own it, and how much you, you know, what grade you think it was when you bought it. And you can also put ones on a wish list. So it really kind of takes comics and puts it into perspective as how it relates to not just the stories, but to the world of comic collecting, right? So yeah, like, I mean, yeah, this book is has value, but here's why it has value. Yeah, and it's a big deal because I go to a couple of comic book club meetings occasionally. Mm-hmm. And okay. one thing that I hear the guys talking about a lot, well, I, I'm going to buy this book because I heard about this movie that's coming out in two years. And I can buy it now <laughs> for $5. Oh. And <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be worth this and uh, i'm gonna buy every they're working the buy. market right it's, it. so it's yeah. almost like they're stock traders so to speak it's like two years ago nobody cares about black panther but i'm buying all the black panther because right. i know it's worth the works exactly gotcha yeah that sounds like a cool tool for several different kinds of collectors yeah absolutely on the same topic of you know we're old and we're uh, kind of late to the party <laughs> uh, or something real briefly i want to talk about is something that again this was one that i knew was out there but i never cared sure george you kind of got us into that which is Everybody uses Microsoft Office in some form or fashion. You use right. you know, Excel or you use Word or whatever. And I knew that Google had their own docs out there. They have their own Google Docs and mm-hmm. Google Sheets and Google Pages, I think they're called. Didn't care. Didn't give right. a crap. Yeah. Uh, because because I, I have Office. And so why would I need that stuff? We have started using that. And we have several tools because... The three of us have to, in addition to our day jobs, we're managing Gen X Grown Up and all of the things that we're doing. Uh, we started using those. You might be surprised to hear that Google is not advertising this spot to talk about Google Docs no. <laughs> on Gen X Grown Up podcast. But I'll say that I was really surprised with, um, and it's not just the fact that they're in the cloud and easy to get to, which is you know, kind of the key reason we started using it. But the thing that blew me away the first time I saw it is when all three of us were at a dock and to see everybody editing at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like some next level minority report stuff. Like, <laughs> I, I've never seen collaboration on a dock. Again, somebody listening is going, you dipshit. Well, I've been doing that for years. Maybe so. But it was the first time I had ever seen like multiple people working on something simultaneously. And you can see who's editing it and where and you have your own color cursor. And it's almost like a multiplayer game in a spreadsheet it's really cool yeah it was pretty nice and i think we really kind of started using it out of necessity we needed something that we could edit online when i think it was a spreadsheet doc or something we needed to do Mm -hmm. and it was like okay well we can create the spreadsheet on our computer but what version of excel do i have versus what version does mo have and yeah or the version of the document like okay here's rev 7 oh i have rev 8 oh i haven't seen rev 8 yet yeah it's because it's a living breathing document when you look at it it's the latest version. Yeah, it's really nice. And you don't have to hit a save button. I love that. Oh, yeah. Just, you type it and it's saved immediately. I'm still looking for the save button every time. I know, right? I know. It's, it's, it takes a lot of confidence. You're like, 
can I close a window? Can I not close it? (laughs) (laughs) Did it? Did it commit? Did it commit? Well, then you can go back and look at the history and you can see, okay, John worked on this thing yesterday and here's all Mm -hmm. the changes he made. I'm getting late to the party, but... uh, (laughs) At least you're at the party. I'm I'm there now. I guess really bring it up for somebody listening who was like me, who knew it was out there but didn't care. They're like, oh, it's just, why would I do this? Because it's the same as what I've already got. It really isn't. It's as comfortable as what you know in office, but if you do any collaboration... Man, it's oh uh, yeah, it's 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 mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So it's worth checking out. I think I started to use it now for some of my writing because I've got a couple of short stories that I'm writing, and that's only me. But being able to access those documents anywhere, if I get an idea in my head, I can pull my phone out and start typing in that document immediately. Mm-hmm. It you know I love that. Yeah, it's hard to oversell the convenience of uh, any of these apps that are in the cloud and have instant access. And because it's Google, I mean, I mean you know you're you're putting trust the fact that Google will take care of your documents, but I kind of figured that Google's going to be around longer than me, so I, I guess I'm, I'm okay true. with that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Rebo's got the beat, and the band plays on. You can relive it all with Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Introducing Size Noodles and the Rebo Band. Job of the Hut action playset sold separately. Hi, everybody. We're the 3-Bit Gamer Show. What's a 3-Bit Gamer? We are. Yeah, but like, what is a 3-Bit Gamer? I don't know. For all things video games, listen to our podcast, The 3-Bit Gamer Show. The podcast is better than the name, usually. Find us on iTunes, Spreaker, the Google Play Music app, and 3BitGamerShow.com. Games, 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 Mo, don't have I'm going to reach into my pocket and I've got a lot of games for you. Mo, games. (laughs) Don't have games. 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 Okay. All right. (laughs) I think we're going to talk about games. It sounds like it. (laughs) Mo, what have you got on docket for us? Oh, let me recover for a second. All right. All right. The... I, had, I found a game. Actually, it's on sale right now on Steam. It's called Project High Rise. Yeah. Okay. It's not like a like a super exciting kind of game, but it's one of those things where you're building a you build a, a skyscraper essentially, and you have to put like way to sell it, Mo. <laughs> it's one of these games. that's like it's just uh, one of these kind of like Sim City in a building, like Sim Tower, maybe. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's almost exactly like okay. Sim Tower, actually, except I think they did a little better job. Oh, really? Well, I love Sim Tower. Okay. Because you're trying to set up offices and then set up utilities and all that kind of stuff, and you're trying to get people to go in there and pay rent, obviously. Sure. And it's 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 like one of those kind of fun sandbox games that you could probably waste an hour on here and there, but not feel like you have to like finish it. <laughs> you know, you just keep building onto your building, see how high you can get it. Pretty good, mindless, fun game. Cool. And it's like you get on sale now. I think it's like five dollars. Oh, oh, yeah. Easy to get that your quarries. Sounds like we can get our quarries out of easily, it. Easily, yeah. easily get your quarries on this one. I, I recommend it for <laughs> especially for the five buck price point. You know, you can't go wrong. Five oh. bucks is almost an insta buy if it has any kind of uh, any any playability. Yeah. yeah. Almost if you play it a few times and throw it away, you almost got your money out of it. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It might oh, take yeah. that long just to go through the tutorial for me. <laughs> <laughs> We're not all that slow, but all yeah. right. Well, I am. <laughs> How about you, John? What do you got? Boy, we've been looking forward to this for a long time. A couple weeks ago, we did a live stream. Finite Reflection is finally oh, yeah. getting near to the release oh. of the co-op shooter Twin Cop. Twin Cop! Man. George and I saw this game. You can hear the excitement in George's voice. It's the same for me. We saw this game at the South Florida Game Room Expo back in 2017, where we met Cardick and the team with Finite Reflection. Right. And uh, we, we got to sit down and play it for about, I don't know, five, ten minutes or yeah, so. Yeah, something like that. And even that was fun. And so quickly, 
very briefly, George, tell them the mechanics of Twin Cop. What makes it unique first? Well, you mean aside from the time when we try to break each other's fingers as we're playing the game? No, no, no. No, no. no. Okay. No, just do the mechanics. Why is it special? <laughs> not, not why do we want to punch each other when we play it? Why is it special? Two cops were viciously <laughs> almost murdered in a dangerous, evil hovercraft incident. And so... That the only way happens. to save them was to sew their bodies together. <laughs> it just so happened that the one only body way. was left-handed, the other body was right-handed. Thank God. Yay for mm-hmm. us. When you're controlling this, you use a typical Xbox controller. We played it on uh, on Steam with an Xbox One controller. One stick is for movement, and the other stick controls the arm that's on the side of the body that you control. So if you're playing <laughs> yeah. the right side of the player, you're controlling the right arm. Left side of the player, you're controlling the left arm. You've got trigger buttons for firing and bumper buttons for special... Uh, weapons, and it's a top-down view, 8-bit style game, brilliantly executed. Man, it's your basic dual-stick shooter, your Robotron or your Geometry Wars, that kind of thing. But, as as (laughs) you said, (laughs) no one has full control. No. If you want to move in one direction, you both have to move in that direction or you're fighting. Yep. If you want to shoot somewhere, you each have an arm to shoot with and you got to agree where you're at. It's like that game that I talked about during the live stream. I think that game was called Space Duel. Was that the name of it? Yes, yeah. Space Duel. controlled and they had the little... Not unlike that. And they're tethered together. Yeah. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. you've got a rope wrapped around your waist and one person's trying to walk one way and the other person trying to walk around the other way. Oh man, it's crazy. So let me question. I was watching it. Do you guys each get like the 180 degree arc you can shoot 360 each arm 360 okay yep you can shoot anywhere you want you yep. can you can dislocate your shoulder and shoot any direction nice. that you yep. want <laughs> It's like a crazy overhead Robotron sack race hybrid thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and after we played it at the Game Room Expo, I had a certain opinion of it. Like, man, this seems like fun. But we just kind of played walking around shooting things. Right. We played the mini game with the scissors to cut the wire. And that's funny. Mm-hmm. But man, we get, a, we get an early build to this for the live stream. And I was blown away. I had no expectation the level of story and progression that's yes. in this game. There's so much more to it. Well, because we There's didn't map see any of that map. back then. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it probably wasn't even built they added special powers they added new mm-hmm. maps they added a story this chief keeps telling you a story there's oh, the this cola factory that's oh. yeah there's so much in it i was not prepared for it. now it's like i want to play the game again mm-hmm. but i wasn't ready for wanting to know more of the story i didn't think that would come out of playing twin cop for the first time no. but it is now i want to know what happens it's actually story driven because of the nature of this game what does that mean you've got to get somebody to sit on that couch with you you've got to get together there's no remote play which i i understand the need for that because maybe in the future they could have us yelling at each other over headsets but it's an experience to be in the room with the person that you're mad at that's a whole different thing so sitting (laughs) next to the person you want to smack them but you can't take your thumb off the controller (laughs) I cannot for a second the entire time between then and now I was like maybe they'll put online multiplayer but now having actually played through more of it with local on the couch multiplayer it's something that you just would not get and no. so not putting that in there is actually forcing you to sit next to a buddy or someone who used to be a buddy until you play Twin Cop. <laughs> right. You're mortal enemies. Because <laughs> you're like, go up. No, up. Damn it. Who are you shooting at? No, I'm shooting at the right. Th-. It's 
you watch watch the replay of the live stream. It's it's. I mean, George and I are the best of friends, but I wanted to punch him several times. <laughs> right. and, and the feeling was mutual. Trust me. <laughs> I know. Like, sure it was. I know where I'm shooting. Don't tell me where I'm shooting. I'm watching. <laughs> so it comes out later this summer. Uh, we're, we're going to play it some more. This game could absolutely be the next generation of party games. Can you imagine mm-hmm. like a party of people and watching two people play this for five minutes or something with everybody no else? Married couples. Oh, man. No, no doubt. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Previously a whole different couples therapy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Find out Reflection. Guys, they're doing an amazing job. Thanks for letting us preview it. And yes. uh, we're going to play some more of it without question. I, I can't say enough good stuff about it. So I'll let it go there and just say we're going to talk about it some more because oh, yeah. it's going to come out later in the summer. So what have you been playing, George, aside from the twin cop game where you were punching me? Well, you know, <laughs> I started playing a game. You and I found it at that very same convention at Southern Fried Game Room Expo 2017. A game we found there. A game we found there, but we didn't find it in the arcade. We didn't find it in the electronics area at all, as a matter of fact. It was part of the checkout board game section. Oh, the a board game. One of the games that we found there that we only played maybe five moves of was called Abalone. Oh, right. The black and white marbles. The black and white marbles. I bought it here recently, and we've been playing it not nonstop, but quite often here at our house. It's a great two-player game. Got its basics and a little bit of Chinese checkers, maybe, as far as the shape of the board. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a marble game. That's right. You're trying to shove, like, marbles off of the board, essentially, right? Right. You got to move six of your opponent's marbles off the board is the goal for the game. Okay. But it's extremely complicated because of the different rules. There's, you know, if a row of marbles has to be greater than your opponent's row of marbles before you can move it. Then you can overwhelm. I remember this vaguely, yeah. So what does the board look like on this? It's a hexagonal board. Like So like Chinese checkers, six sides, but around the outside of the edge is a plastic moat. So when you push a marble off the board, it just kind of settles in there, which is a great little thing because they didn't have to do that. You could have just pushed the marble off the board and it would have rolled off your table and gone into the oblivion (laughs) underneath the couch, right? right? It's like a little gutter falls into. Exactly. One of the most intriguing aspects of the design of the board are the little pivot points that are between the holes where the marbles sit in. They're a little circle with a triangle on top. It's incredibly well designed. It is. It's incredibly well designed. And that is the perfect shape to allow these marbles to be pushed around on the board without them flying everywhere Mm -hmm. and with a little bit of resistance, but not too much resistance. It's brilliant. Yeah, the engineering, I do remember. Yeah, I I did a little bit of research through Wikipedia. This game actually was designed in 1987. So this counts... As a Gen X board game, folks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yep. With poor marketing, evidently. <laughs> was it ever released? It was. It was released in designed. 1990. Get out. A couple years later. And it's huh. been out there ever since. I don't know how I'd never heard of it. I don't know how we hadn't found it until last year. Nope. But, oh my goodness, is this a great board game? How many players? Two. Okay. That's it. Yep. Two Just players. Black and white. Yep. Got it for Christmas last year. It was on my wish list and I got it. And I think I've played it once that you've inspired me to crack it out again. Yeah, I remember it being fun. Uh, you're not going to believe this. They have championships of this game. I do believe it. And it's a serious thing. Yeah. They've been having championships since 1997. Wow. Wow. I'm looking at the list right now and there is not a single American winner on the <laughs> list. Not one. Just, we suck. <laughs> yeah, apparently. It requires like a careful thought and planning, and that's really not what mm-hmm. we that's that's not our forte. <laughs> Mo will have you put a link in the show notes down below to Abalone Absolutely. so people can check it out. And if you want to pick it up, we'll put a link to Amazon where you can pick it up. 
Fruit Corners Fruit Roll-Ups. Real fruit and fun rolled up in one. You can peel them, you can poke them. Fruit Corners. You can tear them, you can share them. Fruit Roll-Ups. You can rock them, you can roll them. You can really get to know them. Well, as we near the end of the show, something we always like to talk about right here is things that we're looking forward to that we're going to be seeing or doing or enjoying between now and the next time we get together. And as we mentioned very briefly at the head of the show, the big one, George. Megacon. Yep. As this drops, we are there. That's right. We are actually at our booth. Booth 283A in your program. Look it up on your map. We are in Artist Alley. Come on down. So as you're listening to this, run. Don't walk because we're going to be full. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a crowd. So, you know, be prepared. That's right. Yeah, elbow your well, way really into nice. the table. Get through all the throngs of fans. We've got some great sponsors on board this year we for do. Megacon, so which grateful. is really nice. We, yeah. We'll get to show you all the stuff here at the table. We've got Quad Hands, one of our favorite people in the world. Dream State Radicals from Huckleberry Comics. Yep, new book. We've got them here. We've got Anomaly 23 from Rune Comics. Yep. We've got the guys from Twin Cops, Finite Reflections. We've got their stuff on display. Yep. We've got a whole bunch of stuff here. Who else have we got, John? And, I'm sure yeah, and we have another that. indie game that's coming out from uh, Eggnut oh, called right. Backbone. Backbone, that's right. Yeah, the Gen X style kind of point and click adventure game. Mm -hmm, It looks a lot of fun. Join us, sign up. We will absolutely help you to become subscribers to both our podcast and our YouTube channel. So if you're not sure how to do it, just like it takes us forever to figure out what Google Sheets is or any of these other things, come on down. We'll help you figure out how to subscribe and enjoy more of our content. Yeah, we'd love to meet uh, more of the people who are uh, listeners and watchers. There you go. I mean, I've been to this thing, I think, for the last seven years years I've gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've gone more than I have. Yeah, it's like kind of like a traditional daddy-daughter trip. It's just it's always a blast, though. We're screwing that up for you. Yeah, yeah. I know. Now, <laughs> now, now I have to work. work. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blast being there, and I would just recommend that anybody who is going to get ahead and download their app. Good point. Yes, they do. You can actually plan where things are. You can, you can schedule things so you know when they go to certain areas, so it's, it's definitely yeah, worth the effort to do it. Yeah, it'll set timers for you. Yeah. yeah. give you alarms when a certain panel is going to happen, or that. It's really nice. Well, we will be there. In fact, again, we through the magic of time dilation, we're there now. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. So I have one more quick thing I want to talk about that I'm looking forward to. Uh, it actually drops the day after this podcast. So May 25th. Oh, okay. We talked back in December. There was a series on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us. You might mm-hmm. remember. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. G.I. Joe that. and Barbie. Barbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Wars, Barbie, He-Man, G.I. Joe. You're right. You yeah, are. Interesting. The second hell. season of that drops May 25th. Really? Nice. Four more cool. episodes. You ready? Here's what it's about. Here, former episodes. All right. Uh-oh. Tell us what they Uh-oh. are. Lego. Nice. Transformers. Cool. Okay. Hello Kitty. Oh. And Star Trek yeah. toys. Oh, oh wow. wow. Okay. So <laughs> I love how you dropped me off before you brought me back up again there. <laughs> like Legos. Yes. Transformers. Yes. Hello Kitty. What the hell? Star Trek well, toys. Well, here's the <laughs> thing about it, though. I wouldn't have cared to see the Barbie episode, but it was actually really interesting. interesting. I thought that it was very was interesting. That was kind of good. Yeah. yeah I so like I'm looking that. forward to seeing kind of Hello Kitty. I'm like, do I care about this? But I'm absolutely watching it because they're so well made yeah and they're looking right back into our era of toys that we grew up with new season four more episodes i mean me and you john i mean we don't care about hello kitty we know george does wow well he's a big fan she's a big fan yeah, yeah. even without that though <laughs> it, it's such a iconic toy or toy line it I is say, that, yeah right that's what made that made the barbie one interesting too just the fact that it was it was just so popular it'll be interesting they'll find something in it yeah yeah you're not actually playing with the toys you're looking back as to why they were a big deal for people to play with or collect or whatever mm-hmm. and that's interesting even if you didn't play with them you know we have family that lives in the philippines and we have i have two nieces 
And as they were growing up, like every year, can you send us some Hello Kitty stuff? I mean, because <laughs> they couldn't get it where they were at. So we were just constantly Hello Kitty backpacks, Hello Kitty pads, Hello Kitty, <laughs> you know, pencils. I mean, well, I'll be watching that one. I know you guys probably will be too. Absolutely. We'll watch it at Megacon. Hey, no kidding. <laughs> Here comes Point Dread and the Talon Fighter, including adventure book and story record with sound effects. Action figures sold separately. Let's hear He-Man, Skeletor, and the Point Dread story. I, Skeletor, will finally defeat He-Man. I'll use the Talon Fighter to stop Skeletor. In a flash, He-Man's hurled through space and time. If anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we've put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us in Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, iTunes, or wherever you like to listen. While in iTunes, take a second to rate and review the show. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. We'd love to hear from our fourth listener, so email your thoughts, suggestions, questions, ideas, or complaints on this or any other episode to podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is so much more than just this podcast. You can also find our video content on YouTube or explore our entire body of work on our website at genxgrownup.com. That will wrap it up for another edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I got to get back to prepping to head to Megacon. I know you guys do as well. We've got a list of stuff. So, listener, we will be back in two weeks with a regular episode and next week with the episode of the backtrack of our podcast and the topic, this backtrack, fads of Generation X. That is going <laughs> to be, be a laundry list. Yeah, so many things. Two, right? <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple. <laughs> yeah, there are a couple. I don't remember. So I hope you will all join us. I am John. George, thanks for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, appreciate you. Always fun, man. And fourth listener, we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. See you guys. This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. That was the uh, Jonathan Blow game, like time bending, mm-hmm. time travel, weird. It had like a crazy kind of throwback retro kind of art style, kind of almost Mario-esque, and you had the the yeah. guys to jump on or whatever. But uh, but the time twisting element of that was John. What guys to jump on in Limbo? What are you talking about? The little brown yeah. guys. I thought Limbo was the black and white game with the little kid who was getting hit with the bear trap. Oh, and that's, that's Braid. Right, too. Yeah. That's yeah. I was thinking of Braid. <laughs> I was oh, that's, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm like, what? what no, no, you're talking right. about? You're right. Well, of course, like John usually is the expert, so I was like, oh no, you're right. Yeah, I was thinking of that. So yeah, Braid is a whole different. Yeah. Game. Well, go yeah. good. Well, we have we have a blooper. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.